Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Revelation, chapter 9. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Approximately 6 billion people on the planet during the seal judgments in chapter 6, remember a fourth of mankind was killed. That would be 1.5 billion people leaving 4.5 billion people. And now, here in verse 15, a third of all men will be killed. That's another 1.5 billion people dead. Total dead, 3 billion people during the tribulation. Man, that's a lot of people. You know what Jesus said in Matthew 24? Jesus said, it will be a time of great trouble such as the world has never seen nor shall ever see again. Three billion people dead? So with the opening of, this, of the fourth seal and the blowing of the sixth trumpet, Half of all mankind is dead. Now, think about the carnage. Think about the, pardon me, the rotting bodies. Think about the decay. Think about the disease. Think about the problem that man is going to have in disposing of three billion people. This is incredible. It's actually higher. It's unconscionable. Three billion people, three billion people, not three million, not 3,000. Three billion people dead. And how are they killed? Notice in verse 16 through 19. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, hyacinth blue, sulfur yellow. The heads of the horses were like the heads of lion, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and brimstone. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire. Let's be clear. And the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. For their power is in their mouth. And in their tails, for their tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. How are they killed? A large army. A large army. Notice John says, I heard the number of this army to be 200 million men. Now, that's a lot of men. 200 million men? That would be a column of men one mile deep and 87 miles long, 200 million. That's a lot of men. Now, back then, understand, back then when the readers read this, oh, come on, 
200 million men. Come on, man. Where are they going to get 200 million men? There's not even 200 million people on the planet when they were reading this. There's not even 200 million people on the planet. 1870, it was recorded that there were 1 billion people on the planet. So when they're reading this, there's not 200 million people on the planet. So they're thinking, come on, where are you going to get these people from? But John says, that's the number I heard. I heard the army of 200 million soldiers. Now, in 1991, you probably know this, there was a coalition of 39 nations that mustered one million soldiers to battle against Saddam Hussein. I was one of them. To battle against Saddam Hussein in uh, Iraq. You probably know that. The former Soviet Union boasted that it had an army of over three million men. India, one of the most populated nations in the world, has an army of 1.1 million. And China officially has an army of approximately 2.3 million people. Combine those forces together, it's not even a tenth of the 200 million. Not even a tenth. Now, it was May 21st, 1965, Time Magazine. The president of China went public and boasted that China had a military force that could be mobilized, that could mobilize an army. China said this, went on record, Time Magazine said that there was, they had a military army of, they could mobilize in five months a military army of 200 million men. Now, they're probably not trained men. But that's what the president of China said in 1965. And it's very possible, very real, very likely that they could mobilize a larger number even today than that. So John says, that's what I heard. And notice the description of this 200 million staggering army that John sees. Notice the description of this army. John saw horses in the vision. Those who sat on them had breastplates of red and blue and sulfur yellow, heads like the heads of lions, out of their mouths came fire, smoke, brimstone, power in their mouth and tail. And their tail was like serpents with heads. Now, that sounds like something out of a Steven Spielberg movie, doesn't it? It really does. Horses in body, heads like lions, tails that are like snakes that bite people. Now, some Bible commentators and commentaries have suggested that John sees, and I remember hearing this years ago, and you probably have too, that John is seeing a 21st century weapons like tanks and helicopters. I've heard that. And I'm not so sure that's what it is. I think that John is doing the best he can as a man living in the first century, seeing what he's seeing to describe it. And others have said that these are demonic spirits. These are demonic spirits. What is it? Well, I've done probably an exhaustive study of this particular text and looked through many commentators and commentaries, and I've even sought the advice of one noted Bible scholar, theologian, Elvira. Oh, hey, honey. Honey, what do you think this means? And no one really knows. There's a lot of speculation out there. Go do your homework. You'll find there is a lot of speculation out there as to 
who these are and what are these, what is this army and what is John seeing? A lot of speculation, nobody really knows, I don't know, I don't have a clue, and quite honest with you, I don't even care. I don't want to see these guys, <laughs> amen? I, I, I don't want to see these guys. I don't want to be here when this comes down. We don't know, but what we do know is their sole purpose is destruction and mayhem. This is no peacekeeping operation. This isn't about gaining territory. This is only about killing and destroying. Death, which took a vacation under the fifth trumpet, now returns with a vengeance. And notice in verse 20 and 21, these are two of the most unbelievable, amazing verses in all of the Bible. It's unbelievable. Notice in verse 20. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands. Is that amazing? That they should not worship demons and the idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders, of their sorceries, of their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unbelievable to me. These are the most amazing words I probably have ever read. After all that's taken place on the earth, after all that's happened, after the death of, as I pointed out, 50% of the world's population, after five months of torture, after the punishment upon the earth, the hearts of men remain hard and cold. These people during the tribulation period are so in love with darkness and so bound in their idolatrous lifestyles and violence and perversion that even when the world is being destroyed around them and their lives are being taken, notice the Bible says that they refuse to repent. The word repent means to turn around. The word repent means to have a change of mind, to change of heart, and thus produce a change of action. And these guys, after all that has taken place on the earth, they refuse to change their mind. They refuse to repent. And notice, because they refuse to repent, they had four big problems. Notice, murders, sorceries, fornication, and theft. Can anyone say United States? Sounds like the world we live in today now, doesn't it? Because we refuse to repent. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn, that means repent, from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And we refuse. We, our country, I live here, I'm talking about home. I'm not talking about Europe, I'm not talking about China. Although I've been to those places and they refuse to repent too. But let's just talk about the U.S. of A. We refuse to repent. And because we refuse to repent, we've got four big problems, y'all. Four, murders. Murders. We live in a murderous society. I mean, it's unbelievable. 
We live in a culture where there is blatant, a blatant disregard for human life. We live in very violent times. From 1990 to 1999, the murder rate tripled. Couldn't find the most recent statistic. But from 90 to 99, the murder rate tripled. According to the U.S. World News and Report, there's an increase in murder almost 2,000 per year. School violence. Approximately 100,000 children are assaulted at school every day. Every day, approximately 5,000 teachers are threatened. Now, if you're a teacher, you probably have been at some point. Every single day, a teacher is being threatened with physical violence every single day. And 200 of that 5,000 are actually attacked every single day. Abortion. In one year, year, 1.6 million babies are aborted. In one year. That is murderous. That is an incredible amount of bloodshed. That's 4,300 per day. That's 180 per hour. That's three abortions per minute. That's amazing. We live in murderous times. And notice they did not repent of their sorceries. Now you say to me, Rodney, come on, man. There's not a whole lot of black magic going on in the world. I mean, there's some. I hear about it. But come on, man. I don't see people walking around with robes and lighting candles and, and, and doing weird stuff, wearing pentagrams on their foreheads a whole lot. Sorceries. Well, that word sorceries, you might want to write this down in your Bibles. The word sorcery is the Greek word pharmakia. Pharmakia, sound familiar? We have the word what? Pharmacy or pharmaceuticals or drug abuse. And the reason why this word is used, sorcery, is because in that culture, with many of the cultic practices, and even still yet today, Drugs are used to induce people and get them to a place of hallucination so that they can introduce demonic spirits and evil things. So sorceries, they would not repent of their drug abuse, basically. Isn't that interesting? Drugs are always found in connection with idolatry. Search the scriptures. (laughs) Search our culture. And notice they did not repent of their fornication. Now, fornication, that's the Greek word pornea. Sound familiar? We have the word pornography, pornographic. It speaks of illicit sexual intercourse and adultery, including homosexuality and lesbianism. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, if you've noticed, in our culture, sex is everywhere. It's everywhere. I was blown away when I took my trip to, uh, I was speaking at the Calvary Chapel in Miami, and, and, and Elvira and I got up one morning, and we were going to walk to IHOP. They had some pancakes. And uh, so El- Elvira said, honey, let's go walk to IHOP. She said, it's right around the corner. Well, we got to walking, and, and it wasn't around the corner, y'all. It wasn't, it wasn't very far. So I, I, called, I called my friend on the phone, and I said, hey, where's IHOP, man? 
And he says, well, where are you? And I told him, he said, look, just stay right there. The pastor, he says, stay right there. I'm going to come and pick you up. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, hurry up, man, because I got to have my pancakes. So and, and I realized that we were standing like, like right in front of this, this funeral parlor, you know, and right next to it was an adult bookstore. And I'm like, ah, 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 ah. That's the last thing I needed somebody to see the pastor standing in front of an adult bookstore, even in the vicinity of this place. But, but the reality is you can't get away from it, especially in, in, in Miami and other places. I mean, here's a little less, but, but there, I mean, it's just everywhere. It is incredible. It's incredible. It's like every single block. Sex is everywhere. Pornography is big business. Again, according to the U.S. World News Report, the pornography industry grossed, get this, $100 billion in 2001. $100 billion. 85% goes into the pockets of organized crime. 18,000 outlets exist for the sale of pornography. 20% of all new videos are pornographic. There are 350 known child pornography magazines. And it's getting worse. On any given day in America, 480 teenagers get a sexually transmitted disease. On any given day, almost 500 teenagers get a sexually transmitted disease. disease. 1,115 teenagers have abortions on any given day. 2,781 teens get pregnant. 8,040 teens become sexually active on any given day. Did you know one out of every five Americans now suffer from some STD or sexually transmitted disease? 56 million people in the United States are infected with an STD. And more than half of those sufferers have sexual diseases that are incurable. Because people refuse to repent, you have murders and drug use and sexual immorality. And notice, and they didn't repent of their thefts. Did you see that? Stealing, it's easy enough. During the tribulation, your property will mean nothing to people. You will not be able to just simply lock your doors and 99.9% of the time you're gonna wake up in the morning and find all your stuff. It's not gonna happen during the tribulation. During the tribulation, People will be stealing. They have no regard, a total disregard for your personal property, and you have no personal rights. Whatever shreds of decency and innocence the world has left will be taken away during the tribulation. Notice their hearts, because of be, their hearts becoming harder and harder, and society gets darker and darker, and still no repentance. And instead, man continues noticing your Bibles with demon worship. Now, this is very interesting, very interesting. They did not, verse 20, repent of their works of their hands that they should not, did you get that, worship demons. Now, this is something we have got to see, and then I will close. Psalm 96, verse 5 says this, that all the gods of the peoples are demons. Isn't that interesting? In the Greek Septuagint, it actually says all the gods of the peoples are demons. In other words, you guys, behind every idol, there's a demon. Behind every idol? You mean every idol? Behind every idol, Rodney, is a demon? Yep. Any point of idolatry, 
there's a demon behind it. And this is the very thing that people fail to realize. I mean, think about it. How do you explain why so many people are addicted to drugs? We are sheltered here in the triangle mostly. Apex Carry, you know, Holly Springs. You know, we're kind of sheltered from a lot of what is going on in the world. You guys in the cities in Philly, I'm from Philly. Most of, many, 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 many people in Philadelphia are addicted to drugs. There are more drug programs than you can imagine in many of your cities. Why do you, how can you explain that? How do you explain that? How do you explain why there's an increase in violence and murders in our country? Why is pornography, the pornography industry, a $100 billion industry per year? Why are there currently over 20 million alcoholics in the United States? And that number increases 73,000 each year. Why? What's wrong with the kids? Are guns too accessible? Is it movies? Is it music? Is it video games? What is it? What's going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on and what our culture fails to see, maybe understandably, but what they fail to see is that behind every idol, there is demonic activity. Behind the worship of idols, there are demons. Every idol behind it, the demons are trying to get their hooks in the people. And when people begin to get involved in sex and drugs and alcohol abuse, there's a spiritual element at work. We don't realize that. We don't, we don't think of it like that. But there is this spiritual force at work behind the addictions. Yes, I understand there are physical, physiological addictions that come along with putting these things in your system, and now you need them. I understand that. But I'm saying even behind that are spiritual demons working to get a foothold in your life and to rip off you and your children and the teens in our culture. You see, the world makes the mistake in, in, in relationship to, to sex. And the world says the problem with sex is AIDS or pregnancy. And if you can just teach people how to have safe sex, they say, that people will be okay. No, that won't work. And it hasn't yet. It won't work because why? There's a bigger issue. It's a spiritual issue. Sex brings people into spiritual union. The Bible is clear about that. The Bible says he who commits fornication or adultery is unwise and destroys his soul. There's a spiritual element behind these things. You see, it's all about the soul. It's a soul issue. And these people... Notice in verse 20, they did not repent of the works of their hands that they should not worship demons. Man, and if you think this is bad, you say, Rodney, man, this is awful. What's going on in the tribulation time is awful. What is going on in our culture is awful. How could a loving God allow these things to happen? Listen, a loving God does not want people to experience this time. That's why he sent Jesus. Amen. That's why he sent Jesus, you guys. You know, Romans 2, 4, write that down, look it up in your own time, just kind of chew on it. It says, O you who despise his riches and his goodness, forbearance and longsuffering, note this, not knowing the goodness of God leads you to repentance. You see, the goodness of God should lead us to repentance. 
We should be people that when trials come in your life, the first thing you do is look at you and say, God, is there sin in my life? What's going on in my life? The goodness of God leads me to repent. And even during the tribulation, let me tell you something. God is being good. God is being good because there's only 50% of the people on the planet wiped out. There's still another 50%, 3 million, 3 billion, pardon me, 3 billion that have an opportunity to repent, to look at these things. People refuse. People refuse. I have got to close. People refuse to repent. It's the truth. And the Bible says, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before fall. And this is what we see. May you not be people who refuse to repent and ask God to forgive you. It's okay to say I'm a sinner. It's okay to say I'm wrong. God wants you to say that so that he can forgive you and that you can escape these things. Amen. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch, in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.